Welcome to Between X and Z, a dad and his daughter's podcast. I'm Roger, I'm the dad, and I represent Gen X. And I'm Tori. I'm the daughter, and I'm representing Generation Z. Over here at Between X and Z Podcast, we're a one-take, no-edits podcast discussing all range of topics from religion to what's trending on Twitter. Those conversations you wish you could have with your dad, Roger and I will have them for you, and we're putting them on the internet. Settle back and grab a snack and enjoy this episode of Between X and Z. Yo, 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 what's good? We are back for another episode, episode seven of Episode Seven. Between X and Z. We're podcast. gonna give you a lot of heaven today. Ooh, because you know why that's full, a number of perfection. Full of heaven in episode seven. So good, Dad. Yeah, um, yeah. My name is Tori. I am the daughter and the Gen Z representative on and Between X and Z podcast. And I am Roger, oh I'm the Gen X representative. Yeah, you I'm were the dad. on ten today, my dear. Oh, I, I, we didn't we didn't podcast last week. I we know. got crazy busy, and I life happened. Finals. And I was like, man, you know. And summer is theme. summer is on our front doorstep, and we're getting great feedback from our last episode. If we're, you have not listened to our vacation episode, I don't know what you're doing. You need to pause <laughs> this episode. Go listen to that one, and where then come I get, back to yeah, this one. Where I get made fun of for it's 30 minutes. probably our best episode yet. I'm not going to lie to anyone. It is our best episode. I do have something that I just noticed. What's that? Were you sick when you recorded our intro? Yeah, I was. my voice was okay, terrible. Okay, because I just noticed that, and I was like, bro, what? what's wrong with you? Yeah, yeah. I, we got to redo the we intro. We might be redoing our intro. So at some <laughs> point, new... you're going to hear actually good voice from me. I just listened to that, and I was like, Dad, there's no life in that. I don't know how that got got through the first round of edits. I don't either. Not but... that we do edits here, because we're one take. No edits podcast. So good. But you yes. have to edit a little bit for your intro. Dad and I don't perform the <laughs> intro every time. That is pre-recorded. So what's new? Summer's here. Are you done with school for a while? Oh, by golly. The heavens have parted. <laughs> the favor of God has shined upon me, Father. Come on. And I am done with uh, rip headphone users. That's going to have to be fixed. <laughs> <laughs> I'm done with school for now. I'm so excited. It's terrible. I'm so happy it's over for now. Yeah, yeah, I'm yeah. I'm officially a junior in college. How does that, does that feel weird that your daughter is a junior in college? It'll feel much better when you're finished? a senior and finished. <laughs> <laughs> when I have my degree in hand. One of my one of my best friends graduated uh like a couple weeks ago yes. and seen her walk across the stage. I didn't actually get to see her, but seeing pictures of it and stuff was so bizarre. I was like, you have a diploma. Well, she doesn't even have it yet. Do you know that you don't even get your diploma anymore? I know. It's, it's crazy. It's the stupidest thing ever. It's so dumb. Well, folks, I don't even know what our podcast episode it is so, today. Dad hasn't told me yet. It's episode seven. Um, but I guess before we could get, even get into what Dad wants to talk about, we have to do, I know, our listeners' favorite segment. Oh gosh, here we go. Is this a new segment? Because no, we've had a new segment every no, we episode. Haven't. This is the this is the segment. This is tea oh, time with Tori. Tea time with Tori. And, and ex- explain to me again. That this is not about tea and crumpets, right? No. Oh my God, we're not having the crumpet discussion again. We're not getting into that. <laughs> Once again, go but go listen to our last episode. Oh, no, man. tea time with Tori is just a time for me to air some of my general thoughts about the life happenings, things I have, like my, my current obsessions, all the different things. I have two I have two tea time topics today. Okay, let's jump right into number one. First, the one that I know that we've all been building in, in anticipation for. Wait, before you go any further, Dad, I just had a revelation. Oh my gosh. Would you like for me to do a sound bite for your tea time with <gasps> Tori? Yes. 
Okay, so I'll work on that for the next episode. I don't know what that A spectacular bumper that will introduce <gasps> Tea Time yes, with yes, Tori. Yes, we need that. That's going to be so good. Also, okay. I'm pretty sure my contact just came out. So that'll oh, be awesome. Really so if you're looking at me weird and kind of like squirrely-eyed, it's nothing eyed. personal? Yeah, it's literally, yeah. I'm not, like, making eyes at you or anything. Okay. I can't see you. Okay, Tea Time with Tori. All I right. I know. The first, the first topic of our Tea Time, the one that I know that we, this has really been building to since this podcast started, as of Friday... May 20th at midnight, Harry's house has been released into the world, and I have so many thoughts on it. Oh my gosh. Enough to I, I have my- listened to the first six tracks. No, uh, are you yes, being serious? I have. I so honest- you stopped on cinema. I don't know. I had it playing while I was doing the dishes. Dad, I've got so many thoughts. Enough where we might need to do a whole podcast on it. Well, let's just Can get- I give my, uh, my initial reaction. Yes, give us your initial reaction to Harry's I am house. A massive Harry Styles fan. I saw him on tour with my one of my best friends. Like I love his music. I was obsessed with One Direction. I love all of their solo work. This is his third studio album. I don't. It's not. I have a lot of feelings. I don't know if I like it. It, I know dad's dad's making fun of me right now. His jaw's on the floor. I okay, listen. I mean, obviously, I think we should do. I, I'm like so pumped about this. Brain like, exploded I'm over on here. Level ten about this album right now. So honestly, we just might need to do a whole podcast because that's the whole point of this podcast is that we just talk about the things that we want to talk about. <laughs> that, people will just love to tune into that. I know. Episode. It's just, this is simply gonna hearing be for your me. opinion about a, a Harry Styles CD. This is really what the internet wants. I don't know how I feel about it. I think it's gonna grow on me. But I've talked about it with one of my with one of my best friends, Lena, who's also a massive Harry Styles fan. And I think I deduce what, what I think, why I don't like it. so. And I'm sure it's going to grow on me. All of his music does. I'll end up liking it. It's a lot more mellow of an album, which I was not expecting. All of the interviewers, all of the press surrounding it made it sound like it was this big, like, whatever. I think, so his first two albums, his debut self-titled album, Harry Styles, and then Fine Line, which is my personal favorite album of his. Fine Line is a masterpiece, no skips, love that album. His first two albums had a lot of rock influences, and this one is just more pop, like 70s pop, and I think I, I prefer, I didn't realize this until I was like learning about the musicality behind his work. I much prefer rock influenced pop than like synth influenced pop. Does that make sense? Like, okay. Yeah, I'm sure you, this so, is, I've talked about this. Okay. Yeah. 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 Sure. So that's just been so I, I'm listening to it. It's constantly <clears> on my <throat> on my playlist. I, I'm trying to. Okay. First of all, okay. I can't can't go into all of it. Sound mixing on this album is not the greatest. You cannot understand any of what anybody's saying. I like he's mumbled through the first like eight tracks and it's not okay with me. Okay. I haven't listened to it with earbuds in though. I'm, I'm on a flight tomorrow. I'm leaving for a an extended period of time. I'm going on a trip, so I think I'm gonna listen to it on the plane. Okay. And then I'm gonna I'll report back. I'll report back for our next tea time. So that was my first one. So my first six tracks, I did thoughts? listen to them and I was like, eh. See, that's my thought too. I went in eh. and when Fine Line dropped, when that first opening piano note of Golden. I, I think for me, mm, I just have to say, I think for me. So I don't mind synth. I don't mind the disco it's beat. It's very 70s and 80s. I don't mind 70s feel to it. I, all that. I just want a hook that grabs me, especially on the first song. Give me Music a hook. for a sushi restaurant pales in comparison to Golden. It pales in comparison, which is the first opening. You need to go. Okay, here's what you need to do. That Here's your homework, Dad. You're going to listen to Harry's house all the way through. I stopped doing homework when I graduated no, from college. Well, nope, you didn't. You're going to listen to Harry's house, and then you're going to listen to Fine Line. They're the same track length. And then we're going to have an entire podcast talking about it. That's what's going to happen. Or outside of the podcast, we're going to talk okay. about it. Because Fine Line, his best album. Yeah. So it's still to be determined. Still to be determined. Yeah. My, other, my other tea time, and then we can get into whatever you want to talk about. Okay. Dad, 
I know this is what you've been waiting Back for. away from the microphone. I know. I'm literally so excited about <laughs> my scream. My, my friends are back. You don't even understand, y'all. And I'm sure my friends are the only ones who listen to this podcast. But they're back. <laughs> they're back, baby. I'm so excited. You don't understand. My posse, the posse my crew, is back. The crew is back. And you don't understand. As somebody who has all of her friends that live out of town or live out of state because of college and all the things, to have your friends back in your hometown ready to, to cause tr- ru- ruckus and trouble for the next two and a half months, very exciting. You know, it's amazing. I was talking to your mom about this on the drive because I had a very, very interesting 24-hour trip. Yeah, do you want to talk about that for a second? We can if you want. But anyway, um, the I was talking to your mom when she picked me up and I was mm-hmm. we were coming back to the house about just how different, how relational the ladies are versus men, you know? Yeah. And it's just like, so much energy comes from you guys being around each other oh and talking gosh. and catching up and finding out what's going on and talking about this and talking about this. And, and guys are just, I mean, not all guys, but a lot of guys are just not wired that way, you know? It's so bizarre to me. Like, how could, like, the first night, so for context, there is a group, I'm a part of a, of a friend group for a very long time, and it's a small group. Um, and there's four of us in it, and we all, like, we're friends from early high school. And we're a pretty eclectic group. Um, and one of the one of the members, uh, just she's the one who just graduated. She was moving back from Virginia for school. Another one uh, goes to school in northern Ohio. And so I saw her a little bit more frequently just because she was from, like, she uh, was going to school in northern Ohio. And then the other one just got back from studying abroad in Germany. So we did, like, not see each other for four months. It's the longest period of time that our friend group was not together. Like, we weren't together over right. spring breaks or Easter's. When I tell you, Dad, I don't even think – I don't think you were at work. When all four of us saw each other for the first time, I don't know if, like, sonar radars could have picked up the squeals and the screaming that occurred. We were so excited. So excited. So, yes, that's my tea time. My, my loved ones are back in town, and I'm ready to cause havoc on our – Yep. On our lives. And summer's at the front door here. Yes. I have been enjoying some amazing evenings on the front porch. Just Posting them on Facebook, letting just, the world know. Just, yes, just looking at the green grass and the wind blowing That's, and the American like flag there. That I'm was the most, you, oh my gosh, that was it, violently American. It was just such a wonderful, peaceful feeling, quiet. You know, watching people walk their dogs. I mean, it was just wonderful. Dad, that is so suburban, Dad, of you. That's, like, really making me laugh. It's awesome. All right, Wait, Dad, what's ready? our topic? Okay. He so, hasn't told me. I literally supposed to be a live reaction. So I want to talk about, uh, just spoiler, spoiler alert for those of you listening, this is going to be a heavy Christian talk <gasps> segment. Okay? I'm already excited. All Sorry, right, heavy, <laughs> heavy Christian talk and Christian speak, Okay. So if that if that like triggers you negatively, and that's and, not and, your thing. Are you not your thing, and you're just checking us out because you just love the witty banner that we have. Oh, obviously. You can absolutely skip tune this. Tune in next episode. You can we tune in next for you. next episode for Tori's next tea time, whatever thing she does. But um, um, tea time with Tori. Tea time with Tori. But so this is a real. This next 10, 15 minutes is going to be pretty heavy Christian talk. Okay, so I just want to get that out there. I'm literally so excited. Dad and okay. I never. I'm like I don't know where he's going with this. So I'm Generation X, you're Generation Z. I'm in my early 50s. You're you're early. You're almost. Twi- I'm turning 20 next month. Yeah, turning 20. So 30 years difference between us. Yeah. Different ways we approach everything. Everything. Yeah. You're a girl. I'm a guy. Yep. You know, I, I, we just look at the world completely differently. Yet at the same time, 
we're, we're both Christians and yeah. we both kind of have a, a biblical worldview, yep. those kind of things, right? Yep. Okay. So my I'm question like literally is, so excited. You don't so even understand. My, I don't even know where he's going with this. So my question is for you, Tori, how do you go through life as a Christian and relate to what we would, as Christians might call a secular world or a world where people are not Christians and, and hold hold fast to your belief, maybe share your belief, share what you're about. And then I have a second part to this question. Okay. How do you deal with what I would call religious people in the, in, in the church or in, in, in the Christian community mm-hmm. who say, well, you're listening to Harry Styles, you're oh compromising gosh. your morals, you're, 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 you know, so, so how do you walk that line and, and, and be who God has made you to be, yeah. you know, and live that way. So, so first talk to me about how, cause you're, you are unabashedly Christian. All your friends know that. And you yes. have friends, all your friends are not what I would call just like super believer Christians too. I've got, you know? well, not just, yeah, I've got a wide range of friends. Right. Oh, I, so, for those that couldn't see, well, no one could see because it's the podcast. So well. <laughs> I tried to crack my knuckles into my mic for like a, I'm ready, but it didn't work. So. Oh, that was, oh! I tried to do that and it didn't work for me. That okay, so so that's my Give me question. the first question. My ADD kicked in a little so bit. The first, how do you go through life as a believer and connect to the world? In other words, how do you? Because people just you're you're friendly. People like you generally, you know. So how how do you? What's how do you connect to the world? But yet you're a believer. How do you maintain your Christian worldview yes. while engaging in a yes. secular world? Exactly. How do you maintain well, your Christian worldview while engaging what we would call a secular world? And what? And let's define those terminologies. Give it to me. A Christian worldview, or I would call it a biblical, biblical worldview, worldview I think is, a better definition. is a better definition, is we follow the tenets of the Bible, mm-hmm. which has certain specific things that it says, yeah. right, that go contrary to an accepted practice in society today okay i would also argue i guess i literally just took a took an entire class on what a biblical world and worldview is not just even a biblical worldview i would argue that when we're for the context of this conversation it is important to know when we do talk about a biblical worldview it's not you need to understand what the bible talks about and the bible is an unfolding if it's, if it's a story about a man, and it's about a, it's about a man named Jesus Christ, and so I think that when we talk about biblical worldview, I think it's really easy to get caught up in the do's and the don'ts of that, and right. so we're actually going to be putting and we're going to pick that up and we're going to put it on a shelf right there because so, what what how I, I guess that's my first thing of how I even approach my biblical worldview is it's not about right and wrongs or to do's and to don'ts. I approach my biblical worldview for the lens of of Jesus Christ. So for me. What you just said is a great answer to my second question. Okay, is how as a how is a how is a how does a religious person who you know judges you and says, "Well, you do X, Y, and Z," are you really you just being worldly? You know, the, you know well, not that, but I'm just saying. <laughs> see, you're throwing me off here. So, what I'm saying is, is that generally the yeah. people who are most offended by so I, I have my life and my standards and how I live it. Yep. You have your life and your standards yep. and how you live it. And I promise you that more than more often than not, it is people who are overly religious, or should I say, instead of just saying religious, let me say 
They're the ones focused on the do's and don'ts of the Bible. Yep. They're the ones that I I tend to offend. Modern day Pharisees, might we say? Well, <laughs> maybe. <laughs> Feeling a little feisty. I'm very passionate about this topic. Yeah, very very passionate. And, about and this so topic. you know, um, yeah, I, I'm a I'm a I'm a film critic, yeah. and so I go see rated R movies. Mm-hmm. I go see movies with adult mature content. Yeah. Um, and there are some people who would be really offended that I call myself a Christian, yet I go see these films. Yeah. Do you see what I'm saying? Yeah, 100%. And so how do you how do you interact with those people, engage with those people who are on the religious side? Yeah. But then at the same time, when maybe friends in the secular world or just in the world may yeah. want you to do things or participate in things that compromise your morals and beliefs as a, as a Christian. Yeah. I think I think it's easier for me to answer. I probably I mean, I'm going to I'm going to have dad fill in if I start butchering scripture here because that's probably about to happen. <laughs> it's um, okay. Just share your heart. I think so I think the first thing I think about is I guess the answer how do you how do you engage with the secular worldview while maintaining your your beliefs? I mean, I guess it's kind of what I said earlier of how I look at my biblical worldview is actually through the lens of Jesus Christ. Jesus did that, and that was his entire life. And I think that when we, at least when I, through my study of Scripture, my own personal relationship with the Lord, Jesus did not lock himself up in a synagogue. He was on the streets with people. And I think everyone that Jesus interacted with, I mean, I'm not going to give a little mini sermon here, but I mean, all of Jesus' disciples were rejects. They were people that had, um, I don't even know where it's at. It's in the Gospels. Um, but when we talk about Jesus calling Simon Peter and I think it's Andrew and, and those groups of fisher of men and that just for a very, very quick, um, quick history kind of note on that. If they were out fishing, that means they would have failed out of rabbinical school, which means that they would have been being in rabbinical school and wanting to become a rabbi in a Jewish society was the highest place of honor. So if they had failed out of that, that means that they were taking up their father's trade. So they were fishermen. And so they were, had already been rejected by society in some way. So these were all, I mean, and that's just an example of Jesus looks at, he looks at Peter and says, come, you are a fisher of men. He calls out his identity and says, come and follow me. Um, which is a super, super awesome thing that we can right. talk about later that, that whole moment. But all of these people that Jesus chooses to surround himself with were the rejects of society of John four, the woman at the well. Oh my gosh. You want to talk about a story that moves my heart. Or you want to talk about engaging with a secular worldview of she had divorced five husbands, which was a no go in Jewish society was doing that once she did it five and she was living with a different man. That wasn't, she wasn't even married to yet. Jesus calls her on this. He engages with her in active love she she reckon she's the first person to recognize him as Messiah. She's the first person to go to a town to proclaim his him as Messiah. She's the first ever recorded missionary to preach the gospel, and it's the first ever time we see in scripture that a city is saved. Like, can you just hear me getting like pumped up just talking about that? Oh of, yeah, yeah. I I don't absolutely. even I think I brush off that question simply because if you were to take one crack open of scripture, if you were just to crack open your Bible you would see Jesus engaged in a secular right. worldview and never had to compromise who he was. Yeah. And so I think that's, it's so, so it's so, so, like, I don't even bat an eye at that because I've got so many examples of Jesus doing it. So, so let me just throw this out then with question number one, how do we as Christians, how do we as people with a biblical worldview engage or connect with the world, a, a secular, what we would call mm-hmm. from our perspective, a secular society. Yeah. Um, would you say though, 
if you posture yourself like you see Jesus mm -hmm. does in the scriptures, just like you talked about, yeah. and just show that love, that unconditional love, and befriend them and yeah. be open, do you find that n the vast majority of times the world does not reject you? That they kind of that that they're they're okay with it. What do you mean? Can you give me an example? So, so what what I'm trying to say is that I find that I get the most pushback from the religious side. Oh yeah, so that's where you're going with that. Oh, 100 percent, 100 percent. Versus the Christian side. So to tell a story. So yeah, I guess to answer your question, yeah, which is we can segue into that. I worked at um, I worked at my I worked a high school job, and in that job, it was not anywhere near resembling a christian organization or anything like that and i was the only christian on a staff of about 30 to 40 people that worked here and i worked right. kind of the late night shift so of course you're going to kick some interesting characters with that and i worked early mornings um throughout high school my later years of high school and i was the only christian only christian on on staff and it was so interesting and i wasn't and i never ever will shove my beliefs on someone's throat but just when you know when you get around people you start talking like i'm also not going to hide who i am sure. and who, who the Absolutely. lord made any of us to be and <clears throat> so super super interesting because i mean i worked with some rough characters and it, and, I, and they knew i was a christian and they would make jokes about it not like rude but they'd be like oh you know can't do that Tori Tori's a christian or stuff like that but i remember there was one time um, something had happened and somebody had made a really obscene comment in front of me and I'd brushed it off. Cause I'm like, you know what, whatever. And another person who usually had extreme vulgar behavior stopped them in all sincerity and said, don't do that. And they were like, what are you talking about? They go, Tori, they like Tori's a Christian and you should not do that in front of her. And it wasn't even a way to make fun of, but it was so fascinating to me that I was like, right. I am with what the quote, like the regular Christian world would probably oh, yeah. call the worst of the worst right now. And they're like defending my beliefs and like actually they're creating they're actually creating a culture of honor in the workplace and they don't even realize it. <laughs> and I'm like, and we have to fight tooth and nail to do that in, in our little church building. But here in this little secular, right. like what most right. people would like to like, you know what I mean? To like define a vulgar workplace, they're doing it without even knowing it. And so I guess to answer your question, I find I get a lot more pushback from the religious crowd than I do the secular crowd. But didn't Jesus? I mean, let's look at, like, yeah, we want to talk about, I guess, going there. One of the things that I think helped define my theology and really helped define my lens was it was actually, um, like, Pharisees put Jesus up on the cross. It was the religious people that put Jesus up on the cross. You know what I mean? Yeah. So, I mean, like, I mean, like, not to ruffle feathers, but this podcast probably is. But I think that to talk, to answer kind of that first part question of, I found when I've been open about my beliefs and I've really... And I've rooted myself in that posture of, of kind of like the eyes of Jesus. I've received such warm reception from the secular world and actually have been, been, been able to build beautiful relationships than maybe what you'd see in the, in the, in the Christian circle. And, and, you know, I, the whole reason for this question in this conversation in this podcast is because I wanted to show that even though we come from different generations, it's we face it's the exact same experience it's for so both of us. It's so fascinating. It's so fascinating because I have, um, you know, I was I was involved in ministry as a vocation for many years, right? Yeah, so many. And, and so, but I'm not any longer. Yeah. I work I work in out in the workforce in in, in a professional environment, the secular um, world. I guess, yeah. <laughs> um, 
And then I also, I'm, I'm a film critic. And yep. so I, I have a, a large circle of friends and people that I, I talk to about movies and things. With vastly different worldviews. With vastly yep. different worldviews. Vastly different belief systems, right? Yeah. And I find that in the in the world, they're much more accepting and much more embracing, you know, uh, than... Yeah. I, a lot of the pushback you get yep. from the religious community, yep. you know, yep, yep, yep. now, now I will say I'm blessed to be in a local church that yep. is very accepting, mm -hmm. very open, not judgmental, you know, not, you know, loving, but yet holds firm to yeah. Christian belief. So, so I, I'm not, I'm not saying that about my local church that I'm a part no, of at all. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's very so, important so to don't, make that So don't hear that. Right. Yes. But I am saying that from the church i mean I, I call them the facebook pharisees they're out there the people it's that so awful the, the people that are i, I mean, run the social media for our church facebook it's it's a real term <laughs> facebook pharisees they're real it, it, it's not the people that are the atheists or the muslim or the hindu or you know whatever other yeah. belief system they're not the ones upset with us it's it's the Christians. It's the people that it's call so themselves believers. Ridiculous. You know, I'm like, what are we doing? Yeah. And so I, how do yeah. we then? How do we lovingly embrace them and deal with them? We're talking about the Facebook Pharisees. No, I'm talking oh. about just people in general yeah. that are believers that lean more into the the old covenant, the old testament, the do's and don'ts. Maybe people. old standards of holiness. Yeah, the old standards yeah. of holiness. Yeah, I think that's a great question. I think I look at it from a couple of different lenses. Um, I think one of the things that I, I come back to a lot of, and I think it's in Matthew, but Dad was going to correct me here in about two seconds when I butcher the Bible verse. No, you're doing but it awesome. Talks about, it talks about how you can't like put a light under a bushel. Is that a Matthew? Yeah, that's the Sermon on the Mount. Sermon Matthew, on the Mount Matthew, Matthew. Matthew 5 and 6. Yeah. Um, where he talks about, like where Jesus is talking about how you can't hide your light. And of course, for all, we like to make our little children's church crafts about this little light of mine. I'm going to let it shine. But light is only effective if you're in a dark place. And I mean, to talk about that, like, let's be real. Come on. Light's only effective in a dark Come place. Come on, that's so true. And so, and that's not me advocating for rushing out. If, like, your friends are asking you to go do drugs, like, I'm not telling you to go witness down at the crack house. Like, no, don't go do drugs. You know what I mean? But I, I so, so hesitate when we, when we as Christians <clears throat> like to peel back because of our own uncomfortability. And we actually realize we might have to get down in the trenches with some people because people are messy and that requires that or we might have to face maybe our own prejudices or our own judgment for stuff right. yeah. i so hesitate when we allow that to become an idol or that to become our god instead of actually realizing that we have a command a commandment and a mandate from christ to go to those places i Amen. mean i think one of the defining verses for my life is um is I think it's it's in Matthew six where it, it's where the disciples talk about Lord teach us how to pray and of course you guys we all know like the Lord's prayer, um, but I think it's Matthew Matthew six eight but it's in the, it's in the Lord's prayer prayer where he ends it where he says on earth as it is in heaven. Like, that's our mandate, guys. And I yeah. can think of so many places here and now that don't look like heaven. And I don't know about you, but I don't believe that mandate's really ended yet. <laughs> like, ours Come still on. doesn't look like heaven, so then we have places that we still need to go. And so I think that we cannot allow our own comfortability to become a god and our idol. And right. I think that the American yeah. church especially, and I'm about to talk about her because I believe so firm. I'm going to, like... 
I'm getting getting so fired up talking about this because I believe so firmly in the American bride and the American church. I believe her best days are ahead of her. I yep. believe that she is in a process of becoming glorious and spotless like it talks about in Revelation. Come on. Um, and I have so much abounding hope. So I do not want anyone to yes. hear this and think this is another podcast or another conversation about religious people who are griping about the church or griping about the bride. Right. I remember I once heard, um, and that's even something that we can talk about, the fact that Christians love to hate on the church and the bride. I remember I once heard somebody talk about, um, they explained it to me in a, in a lens that just really, that really humbled my heart. And I even realized I need to repent of it. Cause I think in my frustration of, I think Gen Z, um, has really maybe started to detach itself a little bit from the local church and maybe they gotten have. swept up a little bit in a revival culture, which that's a whole other podcast episode. Um, and so I cautioned myself against that, but I once heard somebody talk about, and they said, um, they were kind of giving the example of them and their wife and, uh, the pastor talking said, he goes, I don't care what you say about me. He goes, but if you talk about my wife, he's like, I'm going to have words to say. He goes, because that's my bride. And he paused and then he looked out at all of us that were that were in the church that day. And he said, and how do you think Jesus feels when you talk about his bride? He goes, yeah. you better be careful. You better be careful about how you talk about another man's wife. Yeah. And that just really hit me of, whoa, we have way too callously been discussing and trashing the Lord's bride. And so this is not me. This is not me knocking the American church. I believe so firmly in her, but we have, I think we have allowed ourselves to be seduced by the lie of comfortability. And I think that looks like a lot of different things, but I think one of the main things is we have allowed ourselves to be comfortable in in our little circles and not actually go out into the places we were called to. So I I agree 100%. But I, I think what I'm trying to say here is, you know, there's a difference between the bride, the church, yeah. and people who want to go after things and people who really just want to love creation and yeah. help it get set free, right? I- I'm talking about the people who attend church or they say they're a Christian, but they really just like to sit on the sidelines and make comments about everybody else. You know, those people really annoy me. I'm not going to lie. I'm you still know? in process. And, and so <laughs> w- w- what I find out is, you know, you and I both... We have, t- we have a tendency to offend those religious people yeah. a lot quicker than we do the secular That's ones. That's so true. It's so you true. Know? So, so what anyway. do you do about that, I guess is what you're saying? So, so, so what you do about that, from my perspective, Yeah, give it to is... me. Give me the wisdom, the Solomonic wisdom. Did you like that? I just pulled that out of thin air. Yeah. Well, what the do's and don't people do is they say, well, just wipe the dust of your feet and move on. But I can't do that because I, I love people and yeah, I want to see them love. come through that. So what I do is I, I, I most of the time I just kind of bear what they have to say. But at the same time, I just try to love them, speak into them yeah, and and kind of move through that. You can't you know? engage it. That's what I But you cannot too. engage you that cannot toxic engage culture that. of wanting to pull you down to a level of. Because our holiness is not based upon our actions. Mm, it's based upon pastor. our relationship so with Jesus. Good. Yeah. You know? So good. And so, yeah, I'm going to make mistakes and I'm going to yeah. do things that you don't understand. But I promise you, I'm really good with my best friend Jesus right now. Well, you know? I also think, too, what I've learned is by hearing what they say, but not engaging with it, but by hearing what they say, that'll soften walls so quicker than you trying to fire back and be like, well, what about this? Or you're not doing anything. Or I can't believe you have the audacity of, I mean, I look at so many examples in scripture where Jesus was silent and he listened. You know what I mean? Yeah. Of, I think that's, yeah, you just can't engage it. You just cannot engage it. And also like realize that they're like, I don't know. I think my life got a lot easier when I realized 
that I was not spiritually responsible for other people's actions. Like, do you know what I mean by that? Of like, right. at the end of the day, like, I was like, I am not like, you have to stand before God one day. Like, I'm going to stand before God one day. And like, I don't mean that in like a weird or judging thing, but it is going to happen. And I don't have to, I don't have to explain what you have chosen to do. I've got to explain how I've chosen to react. Yeah, and, absolutely. and by engaging, by you actually fueling that religious spirit by being nasty back towards them. It's just making the situation 10 times worse. Yep, you do absolutely. not need to do that. Well, anyway, I just thought it was fun to talk about how that, even though we're so different, different generations, different perspectives. The religious spirit doesn't age, father. Yeah, male and female. We yep. look at the world a little differently. Yet when it comes to our relationship with Jesus, we yeah. both have the exact same, um, the exact same kind of things that happen yeah. when we engage uh, the secular world versus the it's sacred world. It's so fascinating. World. It's so, so fascinating yeah. when you look at that. Cause I didn't, I've never thought about it like that. Cause we're so vastly different on the majority of things. But when it comes to that area, that's, I say probably the area that we have the most unison in. And that's not just because you're my dad. I would actually say my journey to faith and we have probably not the time to get into it. My journey to faith was vastly different than probably most people think like, and yeah, but that's so interesting, huh? I've never thought about it. That's so yeah. interesting. So anyway, Good well, Good this, yeah, that's going to wrap it up for this week. It's been a great episode and uh, stick around. Tori and I have a little closing segment closing here. Closing remarks. Yeah. We're going to tell you how you can get connected to between X and Z. Leave us podcast topic recommendations on our most recent post. Sounds great. All right, guys, we'll see you next week. If you're listening to this, that means that you survived another episode of Between X and yes, Z Podcast. We you are made so it. proud of you. We are proud of you. Very proud. Go ahead and follow us on all social media platforms at Between X and Z Pod. And for business inquiries, you can email us at Between X and Z Pod at gmail.com. Awesome. I love all that Between X and Z. What is Between X and Z? It's the wise of life, Dad. We'll see you next week. Mm-hmm.